Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. with the Alleluia, since during Lent we don't say that word. It's our last chance to, to say it. And as you probably heard uh, Lynn announcing the bad news during the passing of the peace, we're also not going to have candy during Lent. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's part of your, that's part of your Lent discipline this year. So if you need to fill a candy, feel free to go up after worship and and plunder the stores, as it were. Uh, No one will fault you for that. Well, uh, Gospel lesson is from Gospel of Matthew. Our uh, Old Testament text today was Isaiah. That's what was in the call to worship, and I thought the other ones uh, just didn't fit so well for today. So we're just going to read the Gospel. As I mentioned before, we're continuing reading from the Sermon on the Mount, which goes on for three chapters. Uh, in Matthew's Gospel, and this is actually right in the middle uh, where we are here today. So this is Jesus continuing to speak. Uh, and just before he says these words, he's, uh, he's taught the people the Lord's Prayer, uh, and then also made mention of don't store up treasures on earth, but store up treasures in heaven. And then uh, he goes into today's reading. So hear now and listen for how God is speaking to you these words from Matthew's Gospel. No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to the span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. 
but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Uh, this is our last week, I, I said, in, uh, that we'll be reading from the Sermon on the Mount. And we're only about halfway, halfway through. But, uh, and Jesus is giving many ethical exhortations and ideas about life here. I think certainly one thing that Jesus is, is laying out throughout the whole Sermon on the Mount is this vision. A vision of what the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, the realm of heaven, uh, the commonwealth of God, that's a term I like, I can't remember who came up with that one, but uh, commonwealth of God, the realm of God, kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. Uh, he's talking about what a vision of that, of what it looks like. Uh, and that's, that's what we're gonna be exploring, if I may give a shameless plug. That's what we'll be exploring during Lent at our Wednesday soup and supper times or soup and, soup and scripture times, talking about uh, that, talking about, uh, A, what do we want to call it? Do we want to call it the kingdom of heaven, realm of heaven, God's realm, commonwealth of God? What do we want to call it? Uh, and also, what does it mean? What does it look like? And what does it mean to us today as followers of Jesus? What does that mean? So that's... One thing that Jesus is laying out in this sermon is this vision of a new way of living. And in this Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew's version of it, this is chapters 5, 6, and 7. So it's happening early in the gospel, early in Jesus' career. And in the gospel of Matthew, this is really the first time we hear Jesus teaching and preaching. There's been mention of Jesus going out and teaching, and he does say, repent. Uh, and some other things, but this is really the first time in Matthew's gospel that he's, that we get to read what Jesus was saying uh, and what Jesus is laying out. And what he's laying out is to say, here is what the commonwealth of God looks like. And if we live this way, if we live this way, then it will be more fully present. And we will be more fully in it by living this way. And by it being more present and by us being more fully in it, we and God will be more and more in alignment. More and more and going the same direction. Working toward the same goal, the same end. We will be closer and closer to God. Uh, and we did from uh, last week's reading to this week's reading, we skipped part of chapter 5 and we skipped the part uh, where Jesus teaches us the Lord's Prayer uh, and uh, offers some instructions about not being an, an obnoxious prayer, you know, the kind that goes out on the street corner and says, hey, everyone, look at me praying, look how wonderful I am, because uh, here I am being faithful in public and blah, blah, blah. He says, don't be that guy. Uh, and then he, he offered the phrase about don't store up treasures on earth, store up treasures in heaven. And then he begins this passage 
that starts with, you know, you cannot serve God and wealth. Which can be hard for us to hear sometimes as capitalist Americans cannot serve God and wealth or money. But money is a God that's never satisfied. It's a God that you will never really, truly make happy. You can't make that God fully happy and satisfied, and trying to do so can lead uh, to worry. Wanting to hoard, wanting to keep, wanting to hold on, afraid that you might lose it, having to lock it up, protect it. You know, oddly enough, uh, as a percentage of income, it's the people at the bottom of the economic ladder that give a greater percentage of their income than the wealthy do. The wealthy might give more in absolute dollars, but as a percentage of income, it's the people at the bottom that give more because they're not so tightly held on to that. And, and Jesus continues, and he doesn't talk about money so much after that, but maybe talking about the sense of wanting to hold on to things or hoard things, keep things for ourselves. part of that coming from worry about tomorrow, worry about the future, and some of that legitimate. I think people that have gone through uh, the depression or other economic hard times often come out of that with a sense of fear of really wanting to make sure they're prepared in case something bad happens, and I think that's okay. That's maybe not what Jesus is speaking against. Uh, but he is talking about not, not getting so fixated on that, not, wor- not so worried about it, um, that we forget that we live in, in God's world. And today we have, uh, we're celebrating communion, and in the last couple of days I've been thinking of these two things together, of what uh, Jesus' words about, don't worry about tomorrow, look at how God clothes the lilies. We have some lilies here, beautiful. Uh, look how God feeds the birds. They don't store anything up. They don't toil. The food is just there. And if we think of, of communion as a, it's a ritual of divine self-sharing, this is my body, this is my blood given for you, this is God sharing part of God with us, but it's also an act of sharing with one another. We serve one another the bread and the cup. We pass around the trays of bread and wine, or as we do, uh, we'll do on Ash Wednesday night, we'll come up to the table and, and truly serve one another. That kind of sharing. It's a sacrament to nourish us for our spiritual journey, but it's also, <clears throat> I think, a model of how Jesus imagines that we ought to be living together. Living together in a way in which everyone is invited, everyone is fed. Now, we'll be talking about parables of the uh, commonwealth of God during our Wednesday Lent times together. But the Last Supper, communion, is also a form of uh, a parable. It's also one of Jesus' parables gathered with his disciples there at the end to say this is what it looks like feeding one another. This, too, is a parable. And so I, I don't think that God is talking, or Jesus is talking here so much about God just magically providing bread and clothing for all of us. 
although I've heard and read uh, sermons and, uh, and other people talk about this text in that way. Well, if you just have enough faith, God will make sure you have plenty of food. God will make sure you have plenty of clothing. I, I think all you have to do is look around or look in the newspaper to see that's, that's just not the reality. Or go out with us some night uh, on our street ministry and meet some people for whom this isn't true. And it's not because they lack faith. It's just the way it is. Jesus isn't saying that you know, God's this magical vending machine that if you have enough faith, everything you need is going to be provided. I think what he's saying is, I want to invite you into this new way that I'm imagining. A way in which your brothers and sisters, your neighbors, community, fellowship, us, uh, will so embody my message of love that they will make sure that you don't go without. They will embody my message of love and will share. And you, too, will provide for those in need when you have an abundance. So stop fighting each other for resources. Don't worry about not having enough. There is enough for everyone. You know, God does provide in the sense that God makes the plants grow, makes the animals grow. For all of our wonderful technology, for as powerful as we are, we can't make food. That comes only from God. God provides by making plants and animals grow, but then it's up to us as God's hands and feet to be the generous ones, making sure it goes where it needs to go. And so Jesus' words could be, don't worry so much that you hoard your abundance. Because we have an abundance. God has provided an abundance. There's more than enough food grown every year to feed the world. The problem is that too few have too much of it. It's a problem of distribution and sharing, not a problem of production. So what if Jesus' words aren't just kind of feel-good platitudes to say and then go home to a nice family dinner knowing that we, most of us, really don't worry about whether we will eat tomorrow, but worry more about what we're going to eat. Um, some of you know Brian Sergio, one of our musicians here in Wisconsin that's, uh, that's been here and does camps an awful lot and does a lot of mission work down in Haiti goes down there once or twice a year. And he tells the story of being confronted with a man down in, in Haiti who asked Brian, he said, are you rich? And Brian kind of was like, oh, I don't, how do I respond? How do I respond to that? And the guy then asked him, said, well, do you eat every day? And Brian said, well, yeah, I, I eat every day. And the, and the gentleman said, then you're rich. That was his definition of being rich, not having to worry if you're going to eat tomorrow. At communion, we come as equals in, in God's eyes to enjoy a table that's laden with bread, sufficient for all, equally available to all. And so imagine this table encompassing the world, enough for all. And if we can feed the world, then we can clothe the world, and we can heal the world and fill the world with Christ's light and Christ's love and be the salt. We don't need to worry or fear or be anxious about such things. You know, Jesus is also saying this to a people who were very likely quite anxious 
and quite worrying. And to saying it today to a people who are anxious and who worry, saying it to us across uh, two millennia. Things haven't changed a whole lot. We still worry, we're anxious, but one thing Jesus is saying here is this worrying gains you nothing. You cannot add a day to your life by worrying. In fact, it will cost you some of your life energy. It's not healthy and it's not helpful. Don't worry. Don't worry. And so let's get our minds off worrisome things and play some music. I have a song that I want to play for you. I, I think some of you will recognize it, maybe all of you will recognize it, even if you don't know the song. It's been played in uh, commercials and, uh, and shows up every, uh, every now and again. But it's a, a song by Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Um, so we're going to play that for you. I, I just want you to close your eyes if you want, listen to the words, enjoy the music. It's a, it's a nice toe tapper kind of lift the spirits, and I think especially when it's, you know, 30 below, it's a nice way to pretend you're, you're somewhere else. Uh, listen to these words, and so, I, I, John, if you could play, play this song for us. I'm going to interrupt my sermon here just to let you know that at this point in the sermon we played Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy, which you can find on a YouTube search or a link to it back on the sermons page. Uh, if you want to stop and uh, listen to that, uh, now would be a good time. We don't have the rights to offer it to you here, so I had to take it out of the sermon recording. After we played it, uh, went back to the sermon, and that will continue now. Don't worry. I love that line in there. Here's my phone number. If you worry, give me a call. I think Jesus says that to us. If you get worried, give Jesus a call. Pray. Offer it up in prayer. Offer it to Jesus who listens. Don't worry. And part of the path, I mean, it's, it's easy to say. Much easier to say it than to live it. Not to worry. But one good start of not worrying is to trust in Jesus. And to remember that no matter what happens, we have no guarantees that bad things won't happen to us. But that whatever happens, whatever is going on, we don't need to worry about God's love for us. Whatever happens, we are loved. We are loved. And we are freed from guilt and shame. We are accepted. We are known. We are called beloved. If nothing else, we have that. We have that. And in that sense, we have nothing, nothing to worry about. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for providing in this world an abundance and for being with us, for inscribing our names on your palms, for loving us, accepting us, knowing us, inviting us to your table to be fed and nourished. May we always have trust and faith in you that whatever happens in our lives, you are always, always with us, always present, always available to listen and to comfort.
and to love. Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.